Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support, all of it, your support. Let me just tell you. Thank you guys for the continued shares that you guys give to people that might need this. It's always helpful. Um, I always make this plea with you guys because I don't have any social media. <laughs> so I all, all right, thank you in advance, people. I thank you in advance for all that you do. So thank you. Uh, all right, let's get started on tonight's topic. And it is something that I haven't done before, but it's, it's just been an inspiration for me these days to, as the theme is coming in. And finally, I get an email from a gentleman named Mark talking about co-parenting, <laughs> but not any kind of co-parenting. It's not the kind that is just like lovely and everything is roses and, <laughs> and peachy all day long. That's not the case. Uh, Mark describes this relationship really as a relationship uh, that had been tumultuous. It had had problems with communication, trust, a lot of blaming back and forth. Uh, he did admit to cheating and she became aware of it, which eventually resulted in the decision to divorce uh, because as many, many couples go through this, when a person cheats in the relationship, it's difficult for people to actually mend this relationship. The trust is difficult to rebuild after that. Uh, so that's the case here with Mark. And we want to definitely take kind of tell his story today so you, you know where he's coming from when it comes to co-parenting. So according to the email he sent me, him and his wife have been divorced for the last five years. Their communication continues to be strained. He has learned to take a lot of responsibility for what he had done during the relationship. He understands that, he sounds like, and he understands that there was a lot of trust being lost. He understands overall his role, the role that he played in, his, in this relationship and the dismantling of it. He shares two children with his wife, and they co-parent, meaning that they are both involved in each other's lives. He contributes uh, financially as well as, you know, emotionally, physically, he's there. And so he contributes equally in the relationship and the parenting. Now, his question is, although, and I quote, I have changed and I am taking responsibility for my behavior in the past and how I may have treated her. She continues to be angry, although she has been remarried, and she will at times limit me from seeing my children, and she has difficulty with maintaining flexibility in co-parenting. End of quote. So, so basically the question that I'm gathering Mark might be asking here is that, look, I've changed, right? I'm Mark and I'm saying I've changed. And I understand that she has every right to be angry at what I did, but she continues to behave in ways where obviously the anger, even though she's been remarried and supposedly moving on, she still kind of, um, uh, has to, uh, she still responds on this anger, on this distrust, perhaps. She still holds that, that resentment in there, you know? Mark, good call. More, more likely she is holding that resentment. I don't even want to lie to you. But 
I love, 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 love the, your ability to take responsibility for your past. And that's beautiful. That's, that's wonderful. That says that you have really changed and change, my friend, as you know, takes time and it's kind of challenging. No, let me just put it out there. It's difficult. It's difficult if you uh, ever tried to change a habit, change a way of thinking, change beliefs. It takes time to do that. And, uh, it's the habit of, Starting a new belief takes time in the making. So, Mark, I want to commend you on your work thus far. Now, I want us to point out here that we cannot control wife and what she does. Ex-wife, I'm sorry. Ex-wife and what she does. But all we can do is continue to do what is known as a Actually, that's what I'm calling it, but I'm sure there's another name for it, is a continuous reparation with this person that we have somehow wronged, that may we may have had some difficult relationship with. That's what I mean. It's it's There's no way around this, friends. We're going to have to do this on purpose. If I had wronged someone and they lost trust, look, even if they did something back, I get that, okay? Because I don't think this person is not currently acting with vindiction. She she probably is, right? So putting that aside, right? Doing on our end what we can control and what we know is to be the correct way or the right way to do it at this time that we feel good about. And long-term, we create the uh, more stable foundation in co-parenting. And that is to continue with this reparation. I am repairing this relationship a little bit at a time on my end. So if the person is testing me, which they're going to do, so ex-wife seems to be testing Mark um, throughout as he's talking about this. Uh, he tells us of different situations where, you know, she withheld the children for a little bit on holidays when he was supposed to have them, or he would experience her calling <laughs> the cops when he's not on time or something like that. All of which, you know, you could tell she's, this overkill, right? It's an overkill response, right? And at this point, we don't want to stay too long in blaming her She's responding to whatever had happened before in that relationship. And that's cool. That's where she's at. Whether she wants to work on it or not want to work on it, that's not up to you, Mark. What is up to you is what you, how you want to respond and what you, what foundation do you want to create? This is an opportunity to create a foundation with her that can, for the long term, produce better outcome is the best way to say that, a better fruit. So by doing the reparation every day. We are sitting there, we are sitting in humility, taking responsibility for the fact that we instigated this idea of distrust in the relationship. I contributed to the miscommunication in this relationship, to the toxic patterns. So although I am moving on and I'm getting healing, I have to really consider and start being at peace, meaning I accept that my ex-wife is just not there yet. And that's okay. All I can do on my end is maintain consistency, patience, and dare I say it, love and humility. Because it requires a lot of humility to fix a relationship with someone that you have wronged somehow. And uh, they're going to test it. They're going to 
throw things at you just in hope to get their thoughts or beliefs about you reinforced. What we don't want to do is have you, uh, Mark, uh, reinforce those thoughts and beliefs for her. So we're going to establish a new way of communicating. So if she's being rude, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give myself a pep talk before I have to speak to her or meet with her. In my mind, I'm going to say she's allowed to say whatever the heck she wants. Uh, she's angry, you know, whatever it is. She, I know she's suffering. And all I can do is be patient, listen. And with time, maybe this will change. But I have to give the foundation or for this to occur. So I have to leave space. I have to give the space for her to behave this way until she decides to do different. But on my end, I'm going to support a more positive behavior. I'm going to support uh, consistency. I'm going to support and reinforce new beliefs. For example, a new belief that I would want, I want to reinforce is that I'm going to always be patient. I am not a threat, for example. Um, so uh, when she does throw something at me that she knows that I'm going to fight her with, I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> yeah. And Mark, I, I get it. Uh, but I didn't say change. It was going to be easy, did I? I'm going to stop myself from saying something that I would usually say. Fight back, defense, do all this nonsense. Because it's going to keep this going, this rhythm of um, blame and pointing fingers going. So we're going to end this shit right the hell now. So that means when she does start to blame or point fingers at you, you will take it with humility. You will stand there and you will you will just quietly take it. In us doing that, we provide this opportunity for this other person who is just pointing fingers at you to just think about it when they are alone. When they recognize that you didn't point fingers back, didn't do anything back, what we hope is that they somehow receive a form of enlightenment. Now, this, of course, is not on your own time. So you will consistently keep producing this um, response of patience, generosity, kindness, and humility until one day, hopefully, if you ever get to see it, uh, she responds that way. Now, you have to trust in something that you don't see right away. You just have to trust it. I don't want to tell you that it's going to happen right away or it's going to take time or I really don't know. I really don't know. But I know that this method is very powerful. Uh, Buddha used it quite often and, uh, I'll, I'll trust, I trust it. He let people think about whatever it is they wanted to think about. And when he did not respond to them, um, even when they were angry and spitting at his face, when he did not respond, they took time to think about and replay whatever happened that day and realize that they were the loud one. And so we want your wife, ex-wife, I keep saying wife, excuse me, ex-wife. I want her to really reflect on her behavior. I want you to allow the opportunity for her to do that. And if you continue to interrupt this process by arguing and defending and blah, 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 because you want to do that work, right? Our ego and our pride makes us want to defend and do all, all that work. Then what you're going to get is just, you're going to, she's going to hear the noise coming out of your mouth and she's going to blame you for that noise, right? Instead of the, seeing it as a truth. So do not defend. If she wants the kids there at 5 p.m., 
do the best you can to bring them at five. If you're going to be a five minutes late, please do contact her and call her. See where your pride somewhere is getting in the way. Because again, our past partners, right, are a major snag in our pride, a major beat down to our self-esteem, if you really think about it, if we have not resolved it today, uh, and if we haven't done work on doing that. So seek within you to see where the pride is playing a part in your decision-making. Do you not respond right away because you're trying to prove a point that you're independent? Do you um, do play games, those little uh, passive-aggressive games of um, whatever they are, right? And then hope that she doesn't overreact on them, (laughs) that she gets the message and just shuts up. And it doesn't happen, right? So this is the thing. If you want outcomes to change, you really have to change. So all that sneaky shit that we used to do can't, can't be done anymore, Mark. We got to really get it together in this case. We got to uh, be honest with ourselves and see where pride is playing a part. And this is a tough one, you guys. This is a tough one. You know, it's a, it's a tough one because it doesn't become about my kids anymore. It becomes about me trying to prove a point. So if this is really about children and about parenting them and and making them a priority, then believe me, you will know that from my behavior that they're the priority. Anything else is not up for discussion unless you give me a good reason why it is. And unless it is relevant, uh, I will be the most courteous and polite person to you. I do have children with you. I want my children to see interaction between their parents that is cordial and respectful. So this way it can model for them what relationships look like, whether they are together or apart. This is about the children, right? This is about co-parenting. It is not about pride. So this comes first, Mark. And it's up to you to decide what you think is more important, your pride or your children. And once you've prioritized that, then from that place, I think you'll be able to uh, act on humility. And you'll understand this need for reparation that is going to be for a lifetime. Me and her have to interact and I don't want this to be straining. So we're go- I'm going to do the best I can on my end to do the right thing with her. And if that requires me having to swallow my pride at times and work with her and uh, you know, listen to her requests. That's fine too. If she has certain requests or certain, I'm not going to step in the way if that's what she feels are the best for the children. And I agree with that. And it's not my about, it's not about my pride Then I'm going to go for it. Again, it's not about who's right and who's wrong. I want to make sure that any parent that's co-parenting and that is experiencing the similar the situation as Mark is not coming from a place of who's right, who's wrong. Again, that is pride. That is pride. It's no longer about the kids. Now it's just about ego. (laughs) Okay. So we can spend quite a bit focusing and obsessing about the ex, about what they did, what they didn't do, what they did, what they didn't do, what they did, what they didn't do, (laughs) and how they did it and how many times it, we can try to find answers from there. But I'm telling you right now, it's a waste of time. Being with another person is not about learning to understand them and learning to experience, uh, you know, love and the ultimate happiness. And that's not what this is, this journey is about, friends. I'm going to go ahead and, and skip to the, 
to the end. <laughs> the journey is about you and it's only about you, really. And what you do and what you produce is there generationally uh, for lifetimes and lifetimes after you. We think that today we're just dealing with co-parenting, but please believe me when I tell you that generations to come are going to be affected by how you interact with ex-wife and how you deal with the anger that I'm sure you experience when you perceive that whatever she's doing is unfair. So I'm asking you, Mark, to upgrade on that change that you're making because again, it's, 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 man, it's easy to just focus on this person, all their flaws, look at their imperfections and stay there. And like, she's doing this and he's doing that. And it's this, this, they did this yesterday. And I'm going to, and you can replay that. It's a waste of time, waste of time when we can really be about the kids and really, uh, letting the children bring us to a place of humility and gratitude. And that just takes gradual change, just like everything else. It takes gradually doing it on purpose until it becomes second nature. And eventually, the person that thought you were a threat, when you start believing that you're not a threat at all and behaving this way, then more than likely, they're going to see that you're not a threat. But if you continue to act on ego and pride and the need to be right, and look at flaws and judge, then believe me when I tell you, <laughs> the other person is going to see that. And they're going to respond to you as you, if you are a threat, because in fact, you do, you are perceived by them as a threat with the way you behave. So it's all in your hand. The ball has always been in your court to establish a communication. When you are in alignment with you, it can be done much better. But if you are not in alignment with you and your goals with what you want to establish in this relationship, then probably not. It's going to go here and there, fluctuate up and down. You're just unpredictable and you're never going to know what's going to happen. So getting in alignment means I know what my goal is and it's going to take some time. But as long as I act on this ultimate goal, which is to build a foundation of respect, of generosity, of understanding and build that culture actually is going to be about rebuilding this culture, right? Of all these beautiful things, then more than likely you're going to behave when you're focused on the goal, right? The goal being all those beautiful things we just talked about. Grace, mercy, forgiveness, love, humility, um, generosity, forgiveness, 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 and more forgiveness, right? It's like, uh, it, it, and, and I like to think of this because just recently I got to watching finally, uh, Passion of the Christ, I think the movie's called. It's directed by Mel Gibson. And I have not seen that movie at all. And, and you guys, I'm, I don't think you know this about me, but, um, I was raised Muslim and I don't practice Islam. So I would not be a good representation of, of the Muslim culture, but I do understand it as I've, I've grown up in it. But I, I, I've never seen this movie. I watched the movie and I was the whole time I'm thinking he's going through all this torture, right? Over and over again. And I mean, practically his skin is being peeled off with how many times he's been whipped, uh, carrying a cross that's uh, very heavy while he's passing out throughout the whole way. And, and, um, I mean, just torture. And the whole time I'm thinking this, this is a human. This is a human. And in the middle of all this torment, 
he's being he's already crucified on on the cross and he says to god he says forgive them they know not what they do and i'm thinking what <laughs> uh i'm watching this sick to my stomach with the type of torture he receives and the message there in the middle of all of it is that as a human being i am capable of forgiving even when i'm being tortured in this moment i'm able to forgive and give it to god not only that ask god to forgive those individuals for harming me or hurting me that's huge spacious and if anything i can recall about the story is that one he's human like me flesh and blood and the second is that he was able to forgive that's probably the main message i got is that his humanity uh forgave did something so radical without needing evidence to do it you see we don't need evidence to forgive anybody uh, they don't need to change nothing do anything forgiveness is an act of generosity i have plenty on the inside and i'm given love out there back that's what that means and when i saw that i'm like wow that's pretty cool that is a pretty cool message there uh so again many people might have grown up with this story and i definitely have heard the story before but seeing in details right what had occurred and it was a good uh, representation from what i'm what i understanding and what i read of of um how jesus christ had died this is as a as a as a woman who grew, grew up in a muslim culture uh watching this i i loved it i absolutely loved loved the level of tolerance and humility that was shown in that act the, the generosity to mankind by mankind so it wasn't the generosity just by god to mankind oh no this was a generosity done by a, a man to another man uh so going back to you mark if you think that you're not capable of forgiving this person right in the moment as they are yelling at you <laughs> using profanity calling you names slapping you just think of jesus christ his skin was practically getting peeled off and he was asking for forgiveness for the people that are harming him and so if he can do it he's human flesh and blood so can you so can i that's what i like hearing about the stories that what i'm capable of doing as a human being and it can be done again you, there's no limbs limbs flying off when your wife you know calls the cops on you right because you're five minutes late or whatever and there's no peeling of the skin and when when uh she doesn't answer your text when it's pretty important all that is just our pride being hurt pride being peeled off and ripped apart to shreds our self-esteem that's just basically our ego okay so once you identify that hey my ego is being peeled the heck off then i realized what's more important my ego or my children and what i want to build for the future me and you mark we understand that wife could be or ex-wife could be healing and that she has to resolve some inner resentments and anger about the marriage I understand my part. I certainly cannot take responsibility for educating her about her part. But it is through the beauty of aligning my path to 
something that is a higher purpose. And the highest purpose of all is gratitude, is love, is generosity, generosity and kindness to humankind. That is the highest purpose we can all accomplish here. If that's the case, you are in alignment with that and you keep moving on and you let that motivate your actions. Make sure that you are letting that motivate your actions. Allow this person to behave in whatever way they want without you interrupting them by putting your two cents in, try to educate them or defend yourself. Just keep going. Eventually, when there's no more threat, I don't know if this person will keep on going and try to attack you anymore when you are not fighting back. It takes two people to fight. Yeah, that's all I got on this one. (laughs) I hope this was helpful to anybody that's going through any co-parenting or about to hit up a divorce. Please feel free to send it to someone that might need this information. It's definitely something I deal with with patients in treatment. This is something that, oh man, it's resentment on both sides, you know, the, the husband and wife side, the partner's side. Uh, it, it's, it's something that people have to deal with. We don't, we can't avoid people that we share children with, that we share, uh, important aspects with. We cannot avoid them. So if I already accept that we cannot avoid them, then I already accept in some way, if I'm honest with myself, the responsibility for me to build a stable, foundation where they can communicate freely without the response of judgment or the defensiveness or threatening back. I know that I can be in charge of that. I can't be in charge of what they'll give me, but I can sure as heck be in in charge of my response and what I deliver to them and the message I deliver to them. And sometimes, hell, most of the time, I think non-action not doing anything at all is doing something, friends. So don't think that you have to do something. Don't get close to that itch that you gotta do something. No, no, no. I'm telling you, the best thing to do when you don't know what to do is just sit back. Don't do shit. Just sit back. And then the wisdom will come in. All right? <sighs> Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love and light. And like Alexander Pope once said, to air is human to forgive divine this has been an episode of drive through